Welcome along to episode 32 of the Endless Stream podcast, Suspicious Brian's. I'm Aiden, and as usual, I'm joined by Brian and Kevin. Each week, we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your content. We take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. We're in the middle of spooky season, gearing up towards Halloween. We are watching horror movies for the entire month of October, and we're on week four. This week, we're watching James Wan's Malignant and Gaspar Noe's Climax, as well as talking about all the usual nerd news, trailers, video game nonsense, anything that happened in the world today, and just talking shit. As you know, we are three illustrators, artists, filmmakers, shit talkers all around. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, giving us a rate and review on iTunes, listening to us on Spotify. Anything you can do to support The Endless Stream is greatly appreciated. For some additional content, head over to Instagram, at The Endless Cast. You'll find illustrations that go with each episode, as well as clips and comments and conversations that are going on. So if you disagree with what we've said, if you've got a suggestion for something that we should watch, head over there and hold us to task. On top of that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email over at theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into this week's episode of The Endless Stream. Week four of our spooky Halloween season. We're still watching horror movies and being uncomfortable. I think the important news this week is um, that uh, Greg and Karen got voted off of Strictly. We said, I thought we said and, we you know, it's not week. like we didn't see it coming, but I think Karen has been unfairly saddled had, the last few I years with um, the lame duck. I accidentally almost blurted out eternal spoilers when you said the biggest news this week. I almost said it as a joke. I was I'm like I was this close to saying. But in the Eternals, no, just just the just a bit of casting in the post made credits. Yeah. There's a there's a post credit scene that does something or other, and it's very immediately up on the internet. Like people have got very um, okay. I've not I've not seen it. Let's spoiler not, etiquette's gone to shit. Like let's not allude to it. And let's not talk about it. Let's move on. I don't want to give anybody anxiety who has listened to this podcast that might be looking forward to to Eternals, and that we're not going to spoil anything because I would mm. be devastated. It's two weeks from now, right? Two weeks from now. Sorry, I gotta I gotta take a phone call. Really the, I'm not making any promises. I might accidentally blurt out because I'm full to the brim, Kev. Full to the brim, brim of what, right? Um, secrets. Br- I'm full oh, secrets. of secrets. <gasps> well, you can you can divulge another secret, spoilers. not pretending to the Eternals. No, they're all spoilers. Oh, they're all, all spoilers. It's, yeah, it's all spoilers. It's all MCU spoilers. All of it. You have nothing that's not an MCU I'm, spoiler. I'm, I'm brimming. <laughs> with I'll give it. I'll give it the opportunity to. Uh, to offload a secret that's not MCU related, if you'd like. No, none of those. No, no, none of those. No, those. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, you're gonna have to continue brimming. But you want some Eternals? Eternals? No, thank you. You sure? Yes. I just a little one. No, thank you. Just a tiny one. No, thank you. Just a taste. Aiden's sniff. Aiden's sniff. No, oh, that's. Hmm. Right. Fine. I was surprised that Richard Madden turned out to be the Fine. villain in the Eternals. You Fuck know, you. you don't even know who Richard um, Madden is. No, well, he's the he's the one with the silver arm that used to be friends with Captain America. Anyways, um, you know what I will say is that that's Kit, that's Kit Harrington, you idiot. Oh, Jesus. Twice, yeah. Okay. 
Can Twice. you believe Sebastian Stan died at the wall? Didn't see that. And then fucked his auntie. Uh, what? Twice in the film, they talk about DC heroes. Somebody compares Icarus to Superman, and then later on they compare another character to Batman. It's like, that's weird. Can't do that. Can they do that? Is that allowed? Is that even allowed? I think it's Marvin being like, we own you. Yeah, this is our space. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In our world, you're little comic books. Yeah. (laughs) Although we are also comic books, but but big comic books for big boys and girls. I I would I I would suggest that it is a um a a a mischievous nod to the distinguished competition. Um a la Stan Soapbox. A la Stan Soapbox, yeah, yeah. Could be a little bit like that, yeah. Could be some jovial horseplay. I always liked how simple a little piece of wordplay it was turning DC into distinguished competition. <laughs> Very good. Never picked up on that. Love Stan. It's been 30 years. Shame about all the murders. I'm assuming you all talked a little bit about Eternals while I was on the on the. No, um, we didn't. No, nope, um, no. Brian's old, brimming. Uh, Brian's uh, brimming. He's overflowing. Do not engage. I repeat, do not engage. Next, next topic. There was a Batman trailer this week. Did you all watch it? Yes, you know, a bit more shooty bang bang than I thought the movie was going for. Like in just regards to other trailers or other bits we've seen, it's a little bit more run of the mill actiony looking than I thought. And I'm not like I, I'm up for Patterson, but I'm just a little bit wary of the emo Bruce Wayne. I do think his hair is going to age like Harry Potter's hair in Goblet of Fire, where like everybody for some reason has like awkward growing out their hair face. It's not supposed to look good. No? no, well, it doesn't. He doesn't have his Playboy persona invented yet. I think there's something going on in the trailer. They've hid so much. Still know nothing about the plot. There's so much hidden. Barry Keown is in this film. Oh, yeah. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Is he playing Commissioner Gordon? Go- going by how they uh, oh, the paying Commissioner Gordon. Hid, hid Colin Farrell behind all that makeup, I'm assuming anybody in that movie could be Barry Keown. Brian obviously knows. They haven't shown us Paul Dano's face. No, I, no, I have no idea. I, I, know, I know no spoilers about this. Um, but they haven't shown Paul Dano's face at all. Oh, interesting. Um, and they, they've gone to lengths to avoid showing it, like in the part where Batman goes to talk to Someone a prisoner. Class. Yeah, and yeah. They, the shutter's raising up and they cut just before showing the face. And then when he's responding and he punches the glass, we don't know who he's talking to. And then the only time we've seen that other, wherever the serial killer character is, they're wearing the military cold weather mask. Mm. Um, and we can't see their face. And then when they show us Paul Dano in the diner at the start, he shot from behind and we don't see his face. So there's some yeah. there's some misdirection going on there, I think. I think Barry I, is going to be think, Robin. I think Barry Keown could be behind the mask. Possibly. I think he's going to be Robin. He lobbied no. to be Robin, I think, at one point. They better not do that shit again. Just have some random cop. Because he, in, in the credits, he's playing a cop, apparently. He's, he's, he's Gordon's partner, in according to the credits. That are available, like on 
And if IMDb. and if Paul Dano isn't a Riddler, who is Paul Dano? Because he's a great actor. It'd be a shame to see him not portray somebody really cool. He's Bruce's brother, and that's why they've got the bad hair. They both have bad hair. That's what I think. And who's Bruce's brother? Is that Tadons or Tadons or something like that? Or yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Say that I'm again. Just... Who's Bruce's brother? Paul Dano. That was a Scott Snyder book, right? Mm-hmm. Greg yep, Capullo art. Yep. Yep. The Court, the Court of Owls stuff Court has Owls, um, it, yeah. has uh, really taken root in the Batman universe. It's it's creeping into everything, the video games and the movies, and it's a great it's a great uh, arc invention or arc. I th- I think I kind of disconnected with it when the scale of it got as huge as it did. Yeah, it, it's like, good at I the liked... start, and then it it, it became massive became it, it lost yeah. a lot of the the edge when they put it everywhere but that first couple of issues with that story is is great it's very good yeah i mean the the idea that it's a creepy little like um uh secret society amongst the elite of gotham with it with a bit of a history and that they've got this like golem like um golem like um super soldier of their own that they put out into the world to, to cause chaos like that was cool like it was this this weird scary wicker manny hereditary kind of like local weirdness that you could wander into but later on it's like there's a fucking there's underground caverns filled with talon armies and like it's just got too fucking big like like I don't as know, mo- most comics there's do. a real issue with, there's a real issue say, with yeah. scale that's yeah. comics so you yeah. take um, comics is just take what you like from them and that's it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even um, I keep like I keep having this fucking reaction. Maybe I'm just you know just getting old and jaded, but like, just everything needs to fucking take a step back and calm down a minute and let us appreciate the small. You're not getting old and jaded, man. That that was that was like the that was my opinion 15 years ago. You know, it's kind of one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I moved away from Marvel uh, and kind of focused more on uh, the likes of Dark Horse and Image and Boom and stuff. You know. Uh, I don't yeah. think I don't think I was just saying I don't think it's sign of your age. It's it's it's, it's an issue in the comics. You just have to pick what you like. That's literally it. But I- I- even the um like the new trailer for the new Doctor Who thing, you know, it's just trying to make it seem epic and galaxy spanning and 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 huge and huge and huge. And it's like scale has not been the issue with Doctor Who for the last few seasons. It's 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 the fact that we're not connecting to these characters in very simple mm. ways. Mm. We are not giving a shit about the Doctor, whether it was. Whether it was Peter Capaldi or whether it's Jodie Whittaker, you know, just trying to put the entire universe or the multiverse or the timelines, putting all of these concepts in jeopardy are so disconnected from simple humanity, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong with like intentionally going, hey, maybe we need half the budget this year and do something a little smaller rather than. And there's still a shot in that fucking Doctor Who trailer where Jodie Whittaker is flying through the air with like an explosion or a time portal going on. But she's spinning around her waist in a very like I'm in a harness and I've initiated a, a flip kind oh, of yes, thing. Yeah. It looks terrible. I'm surprised that it made it in, you know. You know that sort of stilted rotation everybody yeah, does when they're stuck into one of those. It's kind of like harnesses. from around the hips and you just kind of do a Yeah. Yeah. Or like in the Batman trailer when the explosion goes off and he's clearly being pulled backwards and his cape is dragging in the opposite direction, even though there's an explosion going off in front of him. 
He's been pulled backwards. He's been pulled backwards. backwards. So he's, no, he's been pulled backwards. Why is he being pulled? By a harness. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's an explosion in front of him. So he's he's, right. he's supposed to be pushed back. Yeah. But he's being pulled, obviously. And his cape is dragging forward, but it just, yeah. It's like if that was an explosion. Yeah, the cape should be. I yeah, see what you're saying. And it just, it looks floaty and weird. He, he looks, he looks too still. It, it just looks like he's got his arms and legs out in front of him and he's just being pulled backwards on a harness. And mm. it just looks, it's it's weird how, you know, how wrong it looked, but it made it into two trailers so far. It's it's funny when, um, I mean, we're, we're, we're jumping across a number of topics and we haven't even gotten to like how you got beaten up by Joe Manganiello yet. But like, I went to see Dune and there's still a shot Lies. At the at the end of Dune, where I'm like, that looks, that doesn't look good. <laughs> How did that make it in here? It also um, really bothered me towards the end of Dune, where it's a considerable section of it was shot at daytime, and then they put a lot of effects on it to make it look like nighttime, and it is excessively dark, and it is, it's. It's a good chunk of the end of the film, where we know we know for a fact it was shot during the day because the shots are in the trailer, and they're daytime shots. But then they they shot it day for night basically, and it's I found it very distracting. Do you notice that? No? I didn't. I okay. didn't know because like I think as well. Uh, I I saw it in the IMAX thing though. I like. I guess the the bit that was lit up that I'm supposed to be paying attention to was the size of a regular cinema screen, so I was like, "Oh, yep, there it is." Um, I didn't. No, it's it's very tiny. If, if, if watch the first trailer again, there's shots in there from the end of the film, and they're they're in daytime, so they basically just put a lot of filters and Nighty effects filters. to make the yeah. look dark. And it's like I'm not buying this, and I was just waiting for it to end. But it's it was a good chunk of the end of the film. It's like. Ugh. Some okay, let let's go back a little step here. Batman trailer looks good. Looking forward to it. March twenty second. I'm getting a little frustrated with movies that I'm like, I know this is on the fucking shelf. Just release the fucking thing and let me see it. You know. Yeah. Um, Black Adam. Did you see the Black Adam teaser? Yes. Yeah, but the also, rock I heard, sucks. So who gives I heard the rocks rap. It's pretty good. I mean, it's great. The guy can't fail. Guy can't miss. I'm a- how, I do like I, the, how do I? How do I? How like, do I boot a person from a call? Just I like unrelated. the kind of the aggressive tone in his voice, and the the fire in his lyrics. You, you like you like dog shit, buddy. The guy is uh, the guy is pure passion. A lot of people work hard on that, Brian. You shouldn't dismiss it so quickly. No, they didn't at all. No one worked hard on that. It's garbage. I. I I want to like The Rock is garbage. The Black Adam movie, but I don't think I think this character is in a weird place because I think because it's The Rock. The Rock is stupid. just seeing the hero potential of this character. So like he's entering into this like I'm a big bad villain kind of thing knowing that this character gets kind of redeemed and becomes a sort of anti-hero. He ends up helping in the comics as much can as I ask happens. can I ask like I know obviously uh, Guardians Galaxy a bit of a risk for Marvel in terms of not being the most well known 
I think it's fair to say Shang-Chi, not the most popular comic book character either. And not and that's not going against these characters. But um what I was gonna say is uh Black Adam. Like big in DC. I'm not the biggest DC fan, but like I would have thought there was kind of like potential for the rock to say to play other characters or anti anti heroes or whatever because apparently he picked Black Adam out. He had he had full choice of the the, the toy box. That's that's the old rumor rumor mill yeah. going around there. He's he's um, he's got Superman powers, so it's a way for the Rock to be Superman. Yeah, and it's the and, Rock. So yeah, he thinks yeah. he can push. He thinks he can push this character to the forefront of the cinematic universe through the weight of his own notoriety. Gravitas. And it helps that he's as Gravitas. powered or overpowered. It's a great word. Um, who else would he play though? Like, who would you have him play? They have Bo- a Superman. They have a Batman. They have an Aquaman. I will not fall for that. I think he'd do great at it. What did you say, Brian? Aiden said, who who should he play? Who mm-hmm. would you like to see him play? And yes. I said, both of these. Yes. Okay, very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. From the from mythology, you know, from, from mythology. Yeah, yeah, play. Brian. Yeah, everybody's mm-hmm. moving on. What, 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 what was his weakness? Tickles. <laughs> uh, that's gross. How was uh. that gross? <laughs> that was a get, getting, getting kicked in. <laughs> um, but uh, that is gross. Um, so Shazam Fury of the Gods has got to come out and that's obviously got to post credits in some way with The Rock because they've set up the fact that there's an empty chair on their pantheon where Black Adam should sit so is is Black Adam also a child in a a superhero's body I don't think so I don't think so but Black Adam was Shazam's uh, nemesis in the comics right he was he was a chosen champion by Shazam that was a mistake and went wrong and had to be banished and um gets freed at one point and fights Shazam. So he's he's you know you know the anti Shazam. Anti Shazam who is just also Superman. Yeah, for some reason he has pointy ears in the books. I don't know why that became a thing. I think just to make them a little bit more different. Little name more years. They're the same. They're the same. Co- the same costume and everything for a while in the comics. Yeah. Um. Who else could the Rock played? Um. No one, because like... he sucks. Hawkman. Hawkman. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. Um. Hawkman's going to be in this film though. So. Oh yeah, it's Hawker that's going to be in it. They have concept. Hawkman's going to be in it. I wonder if they'll like the the Hawk narrative or continuity is so fucking weird as well they're either aliens or mm-hmm. ancient reincarnating egyptians i think they're going with the egyptian route well that would tie to the black adam thing yeah um it's a weird fucking dc is like dc is a weird continuity in general based on the fact that they are a collection of acquired publishing houses that all got folded in on top of each other. So as smaller comic companies went out of business, DC bought their libraries. So 
there's rules that are set up in one comic books universe that like a character who's now in a universe with Superman or Batman has to adhere to. Does, do, do you know what I'm saying yes, there? Yeah. Um. So you've got like slightly contradictory worlds sitting on top of each other, as opposed to Marvel, who, you know, built their world and it's all in kind of one one swing, bearing in mind other things. You know, so like. Yeah. You know, the most powerful being in the universe was Superman, but then it was Shazam also, and they merged those two worlds together, and they had to deal with the fact that these two things exist in the same continuity now. Mm-hmm. Um, DC is a weird stew. Everything's a stew to me today. I think I'm hungry. Did you have breakfast? I did. Hmm. Eggies and bacon. Ooh, eggies and bacon. Bacon and eggies. Uh, for the anti Donna fans, Flash trailer as well. Are you excited for the Flash? That's uh, been going. No, not particularly. Are you excited to see Michael Keaton? Uh, yes, I guess so. But like, I feel like kind of is is that is that putting a lot of weight then on him in the in the show or in the movie? You know, and um, like, is he, and is he going to have that much of a presence where he's going to carry the whole thing? Like, is it more of a cameo? I think I think Affleck's gonna have a cameo, and I think Keaton's part will be a bit more significant. It'll be more related to the plot, but then Affleck's mm. just gonna show up as a little goodbye to to Batman. Do you think they'll bring him back though, if it's successful, or do you think Pattinson's Batman is it? Um, no, I think Pattinson will get one or two more films. And then we'll get something else again. I saw something and it said basically that, uh, you know, kind of superhero movies, if they're good, they're good, whatever. But it's like, uh, but like if a Batman movie's good, it's like better than any superhero movie. Like it kind of like if they do a good Batman movie, it's kind of like a bigger thing than doing a good like Shazam movie or, or a good like uh, Shang-Chi movie or whatever you want to say. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I get what they're saying. Yeah, what, what? Whoever made this argument? What are what are we talking about? We've got the exactly. the, the Burton era. We've got the uh, Nolan era, and yeah. we've got not Batman movies from Snyder. So we're yeah. really talking about two big swings here. And I think in regards yeah. to those two big swings, the Nolan movies, we're just ignoring uh, Joel Schumacher, are we? That didn't happen. Well, I I consider that part of the Burton era. You know, it was it was the first sort of continuous the, those four movies are all lumped together in my head but even but even saying like but but I, even, I don't want to talk about schumacher <laughs> but even but even saying though but even saying like kind of uh you can like if you make a good batman movie it kind of trumps all over superhero stuff like kind of like if you if you make a good batman movie it's going to be super successful or it's going to be really really good or whatever they're, they're trying to say mm-hmm. i forgot how they um articulated it but um uh but i'm trying to think like like okay the 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 Tim Burton ones are fun, like they're good. I'm not going to uh-huh. say anything about them. They're they're fine. They're good kind of movies. Uh, the Nolan ones, first ones are right. Second ones really really good. Third ones a bit poop. It's like it's that like, is the general consensus. I enjoy the third one. It's first one's great. First one seems Second a little one, small. It feels a little sound stagey. Yeah, but it's good. It's great. I've watched it more than the second one. I disagree. You don't think it feels soundstagey? At all. Okay. You're wrong. Right. 
Brian, we talked about this before. I we, mean, we, before we went on the podcast, we're allowed to express our. No, he's wrong. If it's safe he's space, wrong it's though. A safe he's wrong space, though. Brian, Brian, Brian. It's mostly shot Brian. on location. Where in fucking Gotham, you idiot! It's a fictional places. In places, Brian, you just, you just, you just made yourself look stupid. Gotham isn't real. You can't just say a thing, Kevin. Just wish it's true. You can't just say you can't just say I, I look stupid because I think that's projection. No, it's, right? not how, it's not how it works. I think that's projection. Yeah, it is. That's what I just said. That's what you're doing from you. From you, I'm not projecting anything. Um, it's like dreams. But and I kisses. said I said it. I said it feels sound stagey. I said you're wrong. Why do you hate happiness, okay. Aiden? See, Brian manipulated me. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> first one is great and. This new one looks like it's borrowing a lot from it. Quite okay. a lot. Okay, okay. Second one is better only because of Ledger's Joker. Okay. That's it. That's all it's got on it. Third one is a big pile of shit. What's well, your favorite game. Batman movie, Brian? Because you're, 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 I would consider you a pretty big Batman fan. Uh, it's either Begins or The Dark Knight. Okay, fair. Aiden? Burton's ones didn't age well. First no, Batman eighty nine. So. Batman eighty nine is boring. It's mm. fucking boring. And it, I saw it as early as you did, Aiden, if not earlier. I have every reason for it to have a a really warm place in my heart. But I watched mm. it a couple of times, and it's fucking dull. It's boring. Mm. It's the Joker movie. Batman kind of shows up in it. It's fucking boring. Mm. Batman Returns is fun, but not great as a film. It's a fun film, and I can see why people love it. I can see why it's people's favorites. I like a lot of it, but it's a very flawed movie. It's a weird movie. It's a very weird movie. They're not great. The question is, what is your favorite Batman movie? I just said it's Begins or The Dark Knight. It's one of those two. I don't know, but it's not Burton because they suck. Yeah, I'm gonna to have to say Batman '89. You know, I've just got a soft spot for it. It's um, it's thrilling that's, from beginning to end. Yeah, that's um, understandable. The Joker's performance, the music by Prince. Yeah. It, it's just it's a whole I experience. Say that, I would that say the Joker's can't, part um, isn't. You got to try harder but, than that. I mean, that's weak. Um, that's, but okay, it's not a movie. But I think one of the best Batman's for me is always going to be Bruce Timms. Gotta say, that's a drawing. It's not a movie. No, I said it, I, I said it's not a movie, but Mask yeah, of the Phantasm. Yeah, Mask of the Phantasm. My dad loves that. Um, yes, Brian. Batman started out as a drawing, believe it or not. What a fucking noob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's 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 move on. We've we've had enough aggressive. Lee wrong Batman thoughts today. Flash, yeah. is it going to be good? I don't know. If it's a, if it's a, if it's a, a little bit of a departure from the Snyder stuff, I, I might be a little bit more uh, looking forward to it. But I did not like uh, Flash and the Snyder stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to. I don't know. I want, I want to see what they do with Burton because they did this like, kind of multi-universe thing on the car- the CW shows and they like booted out to an old Bruce Wayne played by Kevin Conroy and it was just a fucking painful thing to watch like mm. they were kind of doing a sort of um, 
Kingdom Come thing where he was wearing the like exoskeleton because he's got so many years of damage. Um, uh, and it was it was not good. And if if that's the extent of the Keaton cameo, I'll be really disappointed. Um, I just I, I also am sick to fuck of Flash fucking with time. Yeah, but this is like a. This is like the first time we're seeing it live action, right? The the six seasons of a TV show where they've been over all of this. Oh yes, of course, yeah, yeah. Seven right. seasons of a TV series. That's on you for yeah. watching the TV show, like. It's just been covered. It's it's to say it's like X Men fucking time travel. I just don't like time travel. They did it right. Back to the Future, and that's it. Let's move on. No, no more didn't. time travel. What do you mean? Well, they didn't. They didn't do it right. Are you saying you don't like Back to the Future? No, I'm saying they didn't do time travel right. What would you have them done different? What's the problem with the time travel in Back to the Future? It's nonsense. Oh, my future's changing, so this photo is going to slowly, like, rather than the photo just disintegrating, details in the photo change. This is fucking silly. Get the fuck out of here. That's some, it's a wonderful life fucking magic shit. It's not time travel. Yeah, they did time travel right. No, that's magic. Also, it's I'm now looking magic. at the uh, the sets in which they shot Batman Begins. You mean League of Shadows? That's like one what? of the only sets. And the cave. That's about it. Everything else is locations. I know there are a lot of locations. I don't deny there are a lot of locations. I do know that they shot some stuff inside. This is, of course small. they did, yeah, because they shot it inside. This is, very petty. Small. this is very petty of you, I just want to say. To say, oh, let's change the subject. But in the background, I'm just going to look up some locations because I want to bring it back up. It's very small. It's very small. That's fucking... Some fucking bollocks you are. That's some SDE bullshit. um, Sizable dick energy? You wish. Oh, I see. I saw saw what you did there. Picture will be on the Instagram account. Didn't we get a... Of what? The locations. Get your mind out of the okay. <laughs> Um uh, What did the so yeah? So we got we got we got Black Adam. We got Batman. We got uh, oh that looks that looks very soundstagey, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, one of those is an outdoor location. You fucking pleb. Coming from the guy who didn't know Batman started as a drawn. Excuse what me. that is is the exterior of the soundstage to show us the scale <laughs> of the building in which they shot of the narrows fucking huge set that they built jesus christ i mean anyways soundstage Brian, people are allowed to have different opinions please no they're not not when they're please, wrong please Brian. no it's, it's, it's a subjective opinion about something that no. doesn't matter Brian. No. none of it matters it's a nerd podcast no what did you make of that bebop clip the two minutes I, I can't really comment on it. Kevin, stop farting. That's Brian. That's Brian. Brian, what, what did you think of the Cowboy Bebop clip? Looks like garbage. Throwing the, the looks, frame around the place? It, it looks like some Speed Racer shit. Which is fine when I'm watching Speed Racer. But it feels like they watched Speed Racer and said, hey, let's do that with Cowboy Bebop. No. Do you think that whole playing oh, around wow. the frame is going to be in the show? Because... I hope not. I hope not. That's really jarred, and the acting's really stiff. But it, when they, when they kind of try to do that, you know, mm-hmm. it's not good. Bebop is back on Netflix, though, so just watch that instead. All right. Okay, I might do. That's a that's a great piece of advice for the listener. Have you seen Cowboy Bebop? No. Kev? 
just watch that. Ada, you look upset. I'm already halfway through it again. I'm not upset. If if you're so inclined, it's a you have to watch it. Kev. It's um, so good. Okay. okay. You're so lucky. You're, you've oversold. <laughs> you're so lucky. Um, I, I, it's I one think of the best I, animes of all time. I think the yep. um, and I that's not overselling it. I think the um, the live action clip I saw. Like, if it's a fun show and I enjoy it, I don't care. I don't care how cheesy it is. I don't care how like it's not true to the anime because you care when uh, Speed Racer was too cheesy. So that's a lie, objectively. Now, no, cheesy. You're lying. I never said Speed you care Racer when was stuff- too cheesy. Damn. Pretty sure we recorded the conversation, so we can go back and listen. Someone can, so someone can do that. Um, and if I if I'm wrong, I stand corrected. However, I'm saying sometimes it being too cheesy isn't going to be an issue. If if I'm enamored with the characters and all that kind of stuff, I'll accept a little bit of excessive cheese. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of silly in the anime. Yeah, I mean, like all I'm saying is like I'm not going to dismiss the show just yet because I've not seen the anime, and quite often what works on. Uh, Paper and animation, comics, whatever, doesn't necessarily translate to live action. So you got to kind of give it that. Yeah. But that's why it's not yeah. going to work, is that they're trying to. Too hard. They, yeah. They're, they're trying to recreate it visually without capturing any of the atmosphere or vibe of of the show. So they're, they're, they're taking all the elements that won't work, basically, and trying to recreate those rather than capture the spirit of the show. I hope it's just a lot of goofy shit for promo stuff. Like, but the thing is, there's so much in that two-minute thing that it's like, they didn't shoot this solely for the ad, right? They did. They shot that solely for the ad? Yeah. Okay, well, maybe the tone is better than that because that was some goofy bring an audience in. There's some nice-looking shots in there as well. Like, the set of the Bebop looked decent enough in one shot. right, yeah. In other shots, it looks a bit set bound, but yeah, um, yeah. You should see the size of the hangar they shot it in. Was it like the narrows? Should the swordfish should the swordfish be sitting out on the deck of the bebop? That seemed a bit weird. No, that always is. Yeah, while it's in space. Yes, yeah, I always thought of it as sort of like contained. It's tied down. Looks a bit weird. I hope it it's like a, just I hope it's a, a, it's a success for the actors involved because I like them. All right, fucking fence sitter. Um, I can't. I have to sit in the fence because I've not seen Cowboy Bebop and I've not seen the live action show. Judging from the trailer, I think aspects of it are fun, but I hope they just don't do, do that frame thing in it constantly because that'd be very jarry. Yeah, that would be very fucking annoying. Is what it would be. Uncharted. I never played those games. Are they anything like the Tomb Raider game? Brian played them. He's a fan. Brian, it's gonna be. It's, it's like your. It's like your year. You're getting Batman. You're getting Uncharted. You're getting Cowboy Bebop. Could be great. Two of those things are coming out next year. Yeah, a year from today is what I meant. Tom Holland looked well in the lead of that, right? He did. Looks a bit short, but that's fine. No one, no one, no one has an issue with that here. I do. I hate short people. He can say that because he's short. Short people have no reason to live. Yeah, because nobody the best stuff is on the top shelf. Am I right? <laughs> well, I mean, Randy Newman said it in this song, and he wouldn't lie. Yeah, Uncharted, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I liked the first two games. The other games were kind of didn't like the just repetition for it. Um, not even just just not good. Didn't like them. 
Uh, there was a kind of a shorter spin-off game with two of the female characters. That was better. What was that called? Lost Legacy. Probably Uncharted something. Uncharted Lost Legacy, I think. That was nice. Um, but third and fourth game didn't like. Yeah, it could be a fun film. We'll see. It's one of these ones that's like production held long enough that like I just can't see it being anything other than just like national treasure. Boring. National Treasure is great. great. So, I mean, that's all it has to do is copy National Treasure and you two knuckleheads will love it. (laughs) I'm going to be called a knucklehead. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Tweedledum and Tweedledumber. (laughs) Here we are. Knuckleheads. That'd be great. That's going to be our spinoff podcast. That would be far more. Without uh, me? What? Yeah, of course. Yeah, because we're going to be positive and happy and people are going to enjoy this. People don't want that. Listening to so no one man. wants that. That's a terrible idea. Give up about everything. Terrible idea. Your ideas are bad. You should feel bad. Yeah. I'm just gonna do knucklehead podcast. You're the worst. That's hurtful, Kev. It's not very positive. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Brian. You're a fraud. You're a fraud. <laughs> I'll expose you. Yes. What else was there this week? I guess I mean like we've touched on the nerd news stuff. Um, Wasn't it? Being the Ricardos was a, a trailer on Amazon I'll Prime. Shut up about that bullshit. Aaron Sorkin can fucking. What's the matter, one. you? I like Aaron Sorkin. He sucks. Um, I don't know. I he don't know. Sucks. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I feel like there was a trailer for something else. Uh, oh, well, yeah, you did send that. That's that. Um, Clint Eastwood's son is a Scott Eastwood, and Mel Gibson. What a yeah, I, shit. I, 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 I kind of sent that. Gibson the piss, can like, do one. <laughs> that's that's just gonna be a, a fucking like I don't know a run, a, a run like it'll it'll be a distracting it's, Friday it's night straight to video yeah yeah it's it's a it's a B movie thing it looks like it's kind of like a Gibson's kind of looks like he's doing an Alan Arkin and Gross Point Blank thing where it's like a violent person phoning a therapist you know mm. looks it looks barely, nothing like that Gibson looks like it? an angry badger that is that, how dare you <laughs> how dare you associate him with Arkin. <laughs> I'm not saying that he's a gentle as good as soul Arkin. compared to that angry badger. <laughs> um, bl- it looks like a person with violent Bigot tendencies badger. who's been seeing a therapist called his therapist throughout the movie. So it, it's like an easy one for Mel to shoot. He just sits in an office, has three phone calls. That's his movie. What's with him being cast in the Continental? That's weird. It's weird that um, they would they would you know put his. Dirt. No, that makes Associated to something with Keanu Reeves. Gibson works. Gibson's just like he's got twelve projects of development, or he's he's, he's a dozen things going. He's fine. Yeah, but he's toxic. Um, well, Nobody gives a not shit. that he's fine, but he's he's working and it's, he's, he's toxic. Gonna, he's go, he's going to be around. He hasn't apologized properly for the shit he said or did. It's fucking weird that they're like, hey, yeah, let's put him in this fucking John Wick spinoff. That's weird. That's a TV show, right? Yeah. Mel's doing television? Yeah. God, how far he has fallen. Yeah, it's his own fault, yeah. yeah. Um, the the other person who... Um, Not according to Randy Quaid. What's the Randy Quaid? Oh, what, what? Randy Quaid. Mm. What does Randy Quaid say? According to Randy Quaid, there is... There's people out to get people in Hollywood. And they slip him ah, mickeys, yeah. as he puts it. 
And I, you know, the more you listen to him, the more it starts to sound like there's some truth in there. I think I think we have to recast Brian. (laughs) I think we have to recast Brian. If you're listening, people are interested in this stuff. (laughs) Um, Slipping Mickey's. You mean you don't? Uh, Spiking them or jogging them? Yeah. Uh, Okay, because Randy Quaid had did some strange videos uh, in the past um, with his girlfriend wearing a mask. It's just yeah. Who was the mask off? He was slipped him. I mean, that's half a TikTok now, isn't it? Mm. Exactly. He was Um, ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time. He's like two turned Tony. Did Um, did Quaid invented TikTok? Who do you think is the more problematic Quaid brother, Randy or Dennis? Dennis. Um, Dennis, because you don't know what he's up to. True. I was going to bounce off of. um, I was using the dot connect of Mel Gibson in a very uh, clunky, laborious way to get us to Alec Baldwin, who also had PR issues around the same time as Gibson. And get us to the events on the set of Rust that happened yesterday, where Alec Baldwin fired a prop gun, believing it to be safe. We assume, I guess. I don't there's think so, there's a, a lot. Of, there's a lot of questions. Prop guns. A prop gun is like a fake gun that doesn't fire. So it was sure. a real gun with a real bullet. It was supposed to have either a blank or a dummy, but it had a live yeah. bullet. So he believed idea. it to be a weapon that was made safe for shooting. Yeah. For film shooting. Yeah. But a prop gun is like something pl- that's in yeah, a holster plastic, or I get plastic you. Or yeah. I get So you. It's, it's a real gun. Yeah. It's as dangerous as any gun. And that, that's the issue is that somebody didn't clear it as, as such. They treated it like they didn't treat it as seriously as it should be treated, basically. And then somehow a live, a live cartridge, a real bullet ended up in his hands. It's it's That's terrible. It's terrible, but uh, it's like when I picture it, like kind of this going down in my head. It's kind of like now oh, this sounds ridiculous, but it's like, I kind of just feel like Alec Baldwin just went to a table full of props and was just like, "Oh, this is cool. This is cool." Picked up the gun. Oh wow! And then bang, and shot somebody. But like obviously, it could have been during filming. It could have been like prepping for a seat. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, I just assumed it was, that it was while shooting. Yeah, it was while shooting. I assume it was while yeah. shooting. Yeah, I yeah. said it to someone yesterday. I assume it was while shooting, and it's just. It went really, really wrong, but it's it's like or while filming because that'd be confusing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, while filming, but uh, the it's very it's so like like you know kind of I would you know talking to you guys and talking to friends and stuff about it. It's just kind of like it's just really fucking tragic. But it's it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what details come out about this because there should never have been a live round on the set. The the protocols in place. Like, I, I don't want to phrase this in any way that starts to assign blame to anybody anywhere, but the amount of things that had to fall down... Yeah, exactly. ...that should be in place on a well-run, safely organized set, the amount of things that have to go wrong for a live bullet to get into a working firearm, into a actor's hand, in front of a camera pointed at and, two human beings... And being it's directed to fire that gun. Yeah, it, it, it's mind-boggling that this happened it, it like we're some I, I just mean in the sense that like there's definitely some fucking mid-20th century sam peck and power western bullshit where people were doing trick shots with live rounds um on set for stuff and there's there's definitely stuff that's going on we just you just imagine in the world of filmmaking at this point that there's so much emphasis placed on safety that this shouldn't fucking well, see, happen. But this, the thing it doesn't happen you, you know 
even even filming aside, like before you've any of the protocols in place for that, just even anybody handling weapons would usually clear a weapon. Like they would check it. They pick something up, they check it, they see yeah. what ammunition's in yeah. there. Is the rounds in it? So even before any of the safety protocols for a film, anything to do with pyrotechnics or any sort of effect, any 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 safety regulation they've got in place there. Yeah. Just the fact that there was a yeah. weapon and it was somebody's job to handle weapons. Even the film part aside, there was somebody experienced with firearms picked the thing up and didn't didn't clear it for. I grew up for around guns. You know? I grew up around. I grew up around guns. I've been I've been kind of shooting with my pops and stuff like that like. Uh, gun safety is huge you know like how you carry the gun it's like the, you know you never like even if the gun is completely empty and you know it's empty and stuff you don't point that fucking gun at somebody because that's not funny you know that kind of way and mm. um, obviously this is a movie they were shooting something people are in position all that kind of stuff god knows what happened but uh but like i was just gonna say like without even like realistically being uh, you know you know anybody who's around guns or you know if somebody has guns and they take guns seriously like they know how to fucking you know, operate around guns for the most part, yeah. you know, like I, like I said, my dad had them, it was responsible, it was his responsibility to make sure we knew about gun safety, you know, but uh, it's just what I'm trying to say, it's just like, like even not pertaining to the movie industry, gun safety is a big deal, you know, uh, people, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, so it's like, you think on a, people on a movie set who, uh, you have gun experts and people who had those, guns. I think it's a Western, so they're probably um, antique guns to a degree, you know, if it's, yeah, if it, was it's, a, it was a revolver, yeah, I it was a single action revolver. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Like to, to fire it, you'd have to pull the hammer each well, time to shoot yeah. it. But when when you first hear this, you, like, like I don't know what the actual story was even on on the crow. But your mind throws back to how Brandon Lee Straight got away. on the crow. There was a number of different on the crow. It was a gun that had basically detritus in the barrel, wasn't it? It had fired. I don't know which first, but it had fired either dummies first and then blanks, or had fired blanks. I guess it would have to be a dummy first and then a blank. A blank is gunpowder, but no no projectile. And a dummy then is mm. a, it's, it shoots like wads of paper. So right. it was the company, it, 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 had used, it had been used to fire a dummy and then it was loaded yeah. with blanks. And then the blank ef- effectively is firing gunpowder. Propelled. Yeah. Yeah. Propelled something that was lodged in the barrel. So that's what my head goes to first going, well, there's no way that something as silly as a live round actually got on the set yeah. so some weird shit like this must have happened the fact like it's probably an antique a gun li- a live round not two live rounds I don't know that it's an antique gun they still make those revolvers do you know what I mean like it's it's uh, interesting that there is there's, it's interesting that there were like up until last week they were this close to striking because of working conditions where people people were working like 18 hour days weren't eating weren't sleeping they had no no accommodation no places to stay and stuff like that so they were complaining about poor working conditions and that's shit that's all union yeah. regulated yes yeah, you know? so heavy i don't know, I don't know where they shot this yeah. new mexico so it's 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 very strange that just a week later after them kind of coming to some sort of yeah. agreement to not mm-hmm. strike that something like this has happened and you know it's falling on It's it's someone's responsibility within one of those, yeah. you know. Mm. So Baldwin's the producer on this thing, and I'm sure there are other financiers, producers, people who are legally responsible. Do you think how much of any of this do you think ends up landing at Baldwin's feet? Like None I mean, the, the the emotional weight 
and the 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 trauma that he's going to have to carry after this because whatever you may think about the guy i don't think he intended to fucking kill anybody so he's got to carry that with him now the rest of his life which is i would say he horrible. definitely didn't intend to kill anybody yeah yeah well i don't know you never know i mean i've seen a few movies um i've seen a couple of episodes of colombo um, movies colombo um how much of any of the response or the the fallout lands at his feet financially does it affect his career does this movie get finished well i mean mel gibson's been cast in the continental so i would say you know in terms i I would say the worst aspect of this is the fact that he's killed someone uh financially career-wise i don't think he has to worry i think if anything he'll have a lot of sympathy like this is having that in his conscience i was gonna say like to be honest like he like uh, you don't know, like they could have, they could have uh, settled their disputes and things on the set could have gotten better. And this was just really unfortunate that it happened. And it's a coincidence that they had issues on the set, whatever. I don't know. But it's just like at the end of the day, like he's not like it's it's a pretty fucked up scenario to go in, to go through. And like it's sad. And he, someone like, you know, obviously the family uh, of the of the woman who was who was killed deserves sympathy. And, you know, people on the set, I'm sure, are traumatized for it. But like he must be feeling like fucking shit. So, you know, I feel sorry for a guy. Oh, yeah, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, it's got to be brutal. Is it one of those like I'm? I'm. I don't know. Okay. Is it one of these things where like he does a lot of comedy work? Do you watch him in a movie and find him funny ever again? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there are a few people where it's like once you see the darkness in them or the the damage associated with them, it's hard to find them funny, you know. Yeah, but this is an accident, presumably yeah. that yeah. he was a part of. Like, if if <laughs> I love that we keep going, presumably if Mark Wahlberg can uh, do comedy, uh, you know. Yeah, I was thinking about the the violence. Like, he's got that assault oh, on his record. He blinded somebody. Yeah. And I was watching Ted during the week, and there's a couple of moments in Ted where he like, uh, like a guy comes charges him at a stage, and he picks up a mic stand and just bats him in the face, and the guy goes over the edge of it. And I'm like, I don't know. I know I've seen Wahlberg do action movies, but something about the cold human violence in those yeah. things, and his, I was just like, oh shit. That's why that's I so didn't weird. find it funny when Sandberg did a bit on SNL, and then he appeared later saying that you know I'd like to break that fucking kid's nose. And people are like, oh, he's joking. And it's like, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't think it's funny for this guy to joke about. Yeah, having aggression. He's joking, yeah. having that type mm-hmm. of fucking problem. Um, he's playing off a tough guy persona, which I fucking don't buy for a second. He's just a fucking little aggro merchant. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's just an angry little man. But yeah, it's not funny when it's not funny when somebody who's blinded somebody makes jokes about, about violence violence yeah, yeah, yeah you should that, try to that kind shouldn't of step be away from that, that shouldn't be territory that you go near yeah yeah mm. made me yeah i mean there's, there's a moment in ted where a, a child runs at him you know angrily and he punches the kid in the face and the kid goes down and i'm like yeah that would blind a person yeah he is tiny he's <sighs> five eight yeah he's small man that's right kev up here yeah, <laughs> they can't reach. <laughs> we're, we're tall. No, I'm saying we're taller than them. Yeah, high five. Kev. Oh, I thought you <laughs> high five. We're five nine. You you, my high five is higher than yours. Um, I'd still dunk on you, and you fucking know it. Dunk on me. Yeah.
Can you dunk? No, I said dunk on you. I got I got short guy energy. You do. Comic books. Kevin, you were reading clear by Francis Manipal and Scott Snyder. Yep, it's kind of Francis Manipal's first, I think, kind of creator own book, he's saying. Co creator owned, I guess. Um, it's on Comicsology. I don't believe there's a there's there's any floppies out there. Um, it might be connected to a graphic novel at some stage. Uh, well, right, uh, Aiden. Any what? <laughs> floppies. There's no floppies there's out no floppies. here. Explain no. yourself. Floppies. There's no floppies. It's digital. Floppies are what you call your weeklies. No. Anyways, I don't have a weekly no. floppy. There's a, you don't have a weekly floppy. Jeez. No. I have very daily. Like, like right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't think there's going to be... Was that a dick joke? <laughs> are we talking about dicks? Yes. Explain it. I didn't get it. Uh, flaccid, is that what that is? Flaccid penises and flaccid oh, combos. Cool. This is a digital combo. I wish Brian was wearing trousers. Oh, that's just hairy legs. Oh, God. Um... So what's clear His about? Looks bigger. Um, clear. <laughs> Brian, would you please sit down and stop <laughs> pointing that at us? I'm looking for a book on the shelf. Don't be low. Don't be point that thing. <laughs> you don't have to look. Um, anyways, uh, when I'm not talking, I'm not on screen. So. No, 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 no. You are. You're That's on, on you constantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a different app, isn't it? I don't know. Um, Francis Manipal and Scott Snyder have this book out now called Clear. It's on Comixology. Um, it's actually a really cool premise. I think uh, it's very Black Mirror-ish. It could have been in Black Mirror for all I know. I don't know. I can't remember stuff. But um, basically the idea is uh, it's future uh, uh, America. Um, everybody has things called, or, or, or this thing called a veil have kind of caught on. Um, it took a little bit longer for it to catch on America, but it was big in Europe and the rest of the world, and then eventually now it's big in America. And veils are essentially looking at the world through a filter. So you get it, like, I don't know if it's injecting your brain or something like that, but uh, like people can choose what veil they see the world in. So you could live in a kind of like Victorian you know, England weird. veil or a cowboy veil or 80s New York veil. You know what I mean? It's, it's wherever you want the world to look like, you see the world through that filter. So everybody will be wearing like clothes of, the, of that time or period or whatever and obviously there's a black market for stuff like this because you know you can see the world whatever way you want them so some people want to see some crazy shit you know but it mm. centers on a detective who a private detective who mostly kind of just like has uh people's partners uh coming to them wanting to know what veil their their partners are looking through essentially you know and um, uh, so he's on a job where he's been hired by a very rich woman to chase uh her husband and find out what kind of veil he is getting because he's going kind of black market you know but um she chooses not to use a veil and nor does the 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 lead character he also doesn't use veils and they're called that's called clear seeing the world clear his house is or his home is very kind of like antique full of stuff of like our era or you know previous uh, eras and stuff um so yeah he he's running clear he doesn't he doesn't see any he doesn't look through the world in any veil um, it's also kind of affected the architecture 
So, because building, like, no one really looks at the world anymore. They're all seeing through some virtual reality lens type of thing, filtered lens. Uh, architecture has become, like, uh, just like, you know, a building will be a great slab. A table will be just, like, everything's functional. So, kind of, like, it can be mapped on, essentially. Overmapped. Know? Yeah. Kind of like, um, what's the VR place? Zero latency, is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah where, um... um yeah, they, they they build a vague set and you wear your VR shit, so there's actually solid stuff on the other end of... Yes, exactly. So kind of like... Hitting things. So yeah, so like kind of chairs, tables, things like that like have, have all become like very redundant in their design and everything's purely functional. So so like kind of because no one's actually looking at the world real, you know, so it's affected it in like that. But our main character still likes the old stuff. Um, and then he is after kind of... Uh, he's... He's casing a fella, and after it goes wrong, the kind of he gets he gets into an altercation, and then he meets up with a police friend of his who brings him to identify a body, which is his ex-wife, who have they haven't spoken in years, and then at the end of it, he gets something from his kind of post-mortem from his ex-wife saying that she's been murdered. But uh, it's a cool concept because um, he gets he gets injected at one stage with something that kind of basically makes him, like, it, I think it kind of, like, only lasts for so long, but, like, during a chase scene, he's seeing the world through all these different veils. So one second, you know, he could be, like, his motorbike is a horse or it's uh, it's it's whatever, and he's, 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 instead of chasing a car, he's chasing a carriage and all that kind of stuff. But it's a cool concept. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes. So how many issues out? Just one, just one issue. Just one. Yeah, they're releasing it. Like I, I like I, I know there's a whole argument between digital and uh, uh, traditional comics and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, like choose choose to read in whatever format you want. But I think it's cool that some so because Scott Snyder's doing a few books on on comicsology. He has another book I started to read, like another single issue. Um, the Night of the Ghoul, uh, which is a father and son kind of find this remote. Uh, old folks home and talking to a director of an old movie that was kind of um, destroyed, you know. Um, but mm. uh, it's cool. I, I think it's I, I think it's interesting to see big creators going onto stuff like comicsology, and because uh, it's, it's obviously it's more sustainable in, in terms of like uh, environment and production and costs and stuff. Um, and you hope if you're paying X amount for a book that it kind of, it means that writers and artists can get more of a chunk of that as opposed to stuff going to printers and distributors, you know? Yeah, the the I guess the interesting thing there is the creator-owned stuff, mm. you know? Like, um, like, we've seen a number of artists make the move that, like... Um, like there's a weird thing around artist credit in comic books where like they they really do not get as much attention or at least recognition as being a creative driving force in the book mm. as the writer does and like not to take away from the writer but you know there's there's um so much of what you're experiencing is is visual you know visual and and you know like that was always um steve ditko's argument you know even even bill finger you know like um uh bob kane or stan lee went spider-man batman you know it's a guy who's got spider powers or a guy who's got bat powers and then some artist went away and drew a red and blue suit with webs on it and web shooters and um 
you know, or in the case of Bill Finger, he you know, decided, you know, he'll live in a cave and he'll have a cowl and he'll have a friend called Robin and he'll have a car called a Batmobile and, you know, but it's, you know, the the, the recognition. So you're, you are, I, I am seeing a number of artists over the last few years who are, well, I mean, I guess ever since Image really kind of I was gonna say, made yeah. this thing happen, go, um, you know, we want a bit of the credit too and the, the creator-owned thing as well is like, the amount of artists that got screwed over historically or writers that got screwed over historically by doing sort of work for hire contracts for companies that now make billions off of a property. Robert Kirkman's a great example of somebody who's turned being a writer of a comic book into being, you know, a, a producer or a mogul yeah, or a guy who's in, as well. creating a universe around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's the... There's an element of, like, it's the writer mantle that makes yeah these guys have as much clout i think it's like uh, but I, don't know. I, know, I know you're saying like Just i think kind of talking shit no, there, we, we've gone through the age of artists as well you know where artists were getting all the 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 kind of the clout for books and stuff and now it's the writer's age but it, well, i think it'll come around again artists artists will be the the forefront of these things you know these guys artists have more followers on instagram than say a writer would and all that kind of stuff Artists have a bit more, I think, leeway in terms of influence whether or not people will buy books than than writers. Do you know? I do. Anyways, yeah. So, comicsology, uh, clear. It's a cool concept. I like the idea. It kind of just allow it opens up that book to just be like wherever they want, whenever they want, and they can be as ridiculous with it as they want to be as well. Because like, it's not it's not just like you kind of say live in in, in different periods of time. Uh, my impression of it is like you can basically see you can live see the world any way you want you know which uh, obviously could lend to some horrific problems but um, yeah it's a cool concept I like it looking forward to the next one but do I I'm not really I haven't read a comic in, in a, fa- a few months at this point and I'm starting to get itchy about it like I saw you put a picture of some of the stuff you bought and you've got the like Batman 89 um, that's for my picked friend up for somebody yeah. Yeah, but like I, I keep seeing um, the guy drawing that as well on Instagram, and I'm like, fuck, I really do want to read that book. Is that is that Torres? Yeah, is it Torres? I think so. Yeah, 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 his stuff is brilliant. Yeah. Um, there's some there's some lovely art being done there. Yeah, the covers are great. Um, so I do remember somebody did a sort of an '89 pitch a while back as well. I remember it was, a, it was some talk, and somebody like threw up a like concept image, like this is the thing we pitched, but it didn't get picked up. Oh, that's annoying, and I and I guess time told on it, and someone else took a better angle on it, and because uh, or a more favorable angle, and they they've done it. They did it with Superman as well, right? Seventy nine, yeah, yeah, or seventy eight, whatever it is, yeah. Did it, I don't know which year? Um, yeah. because uh, they have um, what's the guy's name? I want to say Billy. He's playing a joke, or he's playing Two Face in this. He's a tree. Uh, Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, was he cast? Was he cast as a joke or something? Was it Billy D. Williams? It was, wasn't he? He was Harvey Dent. He was. he was. He was cast as Harvey Dent and he was... Um, there was a definite... The, 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 the plan long-term was, yeah, you're going to be Two-Face, but it just didn't happen. You yeah. Know, I, I, they, they, they bring people into movies with that sort oh of... Oh, yeah, of course. Sure. Robin you know. Robin in the last Christopher Nolan one, you know? But um, I, I, like, I like the way they've kind of uh, elaborated on that more because I've seen some of the drawings of him as Two-Face and it's cool. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's there's great actors that were involved with these projects 
that were just slightly the wrong side of all of the, the visual effects and the political will to make these things decent, you know? Mm. All right, let's get into the meat of what this is about. We watched Malignant and we watched Climax. Unfortunately. This is the spooky season content that you've come for. Which one do you guys want to talk about first? Maybe. Should we talk about Climax first? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about Climax first, and we'll save Malignant for the end. So, for the listener, I don't think of it as a particularly mainstream film. Um, it was definitely promoted at the time, and it was one of like these festival darling... Festival darling? Festival pieces anyway. And Gaspar Noé is definitely on the sort of like art house end of filmmaking. It is 2018... Co-production between France and Belgium, according to the Wikipedia, which I have here in front of me. It's based on a news article around a dance rehearsal where someone spiked, I don't know, water or drink or whatever with acid. And they took that concept and filmed a movie around it. And it's after a dance rehearsal, a troupe is having a sort of after party. They're drinking what they believe to be perfectly normal sangria. Then they realize they've all been dosed, and then they slowly start tearing each other apart over the subsequent, I don't know, hour, I guess. It's 90 minutes. It's pretty consumable. It's not two hours of it. Um, I liked it. Um, like, as much as I can like a horror movie, or, a, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to call it a horror movie as well at the same time, but... I think I felt safer watching it because I knew the I knew all of the 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 stakes, you know, when we were watching Hereditary or Suspiria, I didn't know what the fuck had happened at any given time. With this I knew, oh they've been drugged. This is going to be shitty, but I I know that like anything that's going to happen to them is going to happen within the confines of like what people can do to each other in an enclosed space. Oh, no, so this is, that's like, this way is scarier. It's way scarier. I'd much rather watch, like, uh, spooky uh, coven of witches uh, do stuff and kind of heads explode than very bloody fucking real, like, you know, scenario of being locked inside a place uh, and unwillingly spiked with some fucking hallucinogenic, I think it's LSD or something, and uh, mm. lose and uh, collectively losing your fucking mind. It's horrendous. It is. It's really. It's really an upsetting film to watch. Did you guys love it? Um, Were you as like smiling through it as I was? No. No. I can't say I didn't. Did Kevin? Did you like it? I can't say. I'm not going to say I disliked it, but uh, uh, it's fucking brutal. It's pretty. It's it's a pretty. It's pretty hard to watch. It's pretty wild. Jesus, awful. It was interesting, but uh, it was it was pretty horrendous. Brian, it's uh, an experience. I liked it. Um, I don't. The think it's a opening film, sequence though. is a sort of three to five minute choreographed dance number that really is like. I mean, how did you feel about that, Kev? That opening sequence was pretty cool. Like, even just forget the horror end of it, even just like watching a dance number going, "This is awesome." Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. The, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. I'm not the like. It's like kind of. I don't understand choreographed dance pieces and stuff. I do and I don't. Um, but mm. I think uh, 
like I, as like, I, I can be impressed by the mind of working it and the people doing it because I certainly couldn't do it. I know that, you know, but it's mm. just kind of like golf. It's like maybe I don't have so much of an interest in it, you know. And um, some mm. dancing I like, like kind of. I'm really impressed by like kind of, um, yeah, kind of bigger showy stuff like backflips and break dancing and stuff. Um, than I am just a group choreograph like this. I grew up watching Fame, you know. There's loads of big group dance numbers in Fame. Were you watching the TV show on RTE on Saturdays? Uh-huh. Yeah. Fame, I want to live forever. I want to learn how to fly. And then it would be on RTE like every day during the summer. Yeah. I used to watch that. Um, but, uh, but the bowl of Cocoa Pops at lunch. But I'm saying I maybe I'm fame. just desensitized towards it. You want Fame? Well, Fame costs. And here's where you start paying. Damn. Sweat. Blood, sweat and tears. Um, but, uh, like, look, like, I kind of like, it's, I, there's aspects of it I really like. There's aspects of it that were really hard to watch. There's aspects of it that I didn't like. But, um, it's a cool, it's a cool, cool premise and stuff for sure. Like a wild premise. You know? Well, to a degree, it happened, didn't it? No, I don't think it ever happened. I mean, some of it happened. What do you mean? Hmm. It's based on, loosely based on a thing that happened. Oh, that was an. I thought that was just an urban myth. No, early it happened. A bunch of dancers were were locked inside a room and were spiked at LSD by mistake. Uh, not so much that part, but they they ended up locked outside a building, I think, and froze to death. Locked outside a building. Yeah. A bunch of dancers. <clears throat> I'm not sure how many. But yeah. Um, oh wow! Okay, I don't know anything about that. Would you think of it as a horror film, Kev? Um, nah, more more a cerebral mindfuck. But uh, not not so horror-y because like it's kind of like I guess it's kind of like, I suppose it's, it's, it kind of is true. Aiden is saying like you do know kind of the the limitations of it in sense of like it's it's a bunch of people having this. Uh, massive hallucination type of thing, uh, locked in a in a room during a snowstorm, essentially. Um, but it's but there was no there was no point where he's scared, but there was lots of moments where I was uncomfortable. But that's a different thing. But do, were you not like? There's a couple of moments in it where the 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 hysteria sort of coalesces into a group of them aggressively directed at one person you know yes. was that not terrifying to you um i mean it's, it's I, I was it's, really it's, scared for everyone in that it's situation a, it's scary in a, in a real world sense of how uh human psyche can fall to shambles you know and how like kind of it's almost like that like yeah they were just basically hype up on each other at that moment like you know it's like it's like yeah it's just like fucking you do a lot of drugs like that or at a like that i can imagine these scenarios playing out it was interesting like I'm curious in what order they made things because they do talk about this film. It was it was shot uh, in sequence chronologically, yeah. right? Yeah, but it opens with talking head interviews with the characters. So did they sit down and interview these characters? And they talk about how free form it was that it wasn't necessarily given script. There's a lot of improvisation. So if I'd love to know if they sat a bunch of actors down one by one and like said, okay, you're this person, you're this dancer, answer these questions and. You know, the guy that, like, talks about the fight he got into and he's actually violent, like, is that is that coming from him? Because that then becomes a, a present threat with him as he it must do, unspools, it was, is that he has this predilection for violence. It was a five-page script, 
So there right. must have been a little bit of, you know, a lot of it. Uh, a lot of it, but a lot of improv and stuff. But like scenes took like four or five hours of rehearsal, and then like thirteen or fourteen takes and stuff. So as much as the script was was fairly small, it was it wasn't like kind of the, the, it was perfect improv. And you could do what you want. They they had to kind of be ready to go, and then it was it was take as take as take until they got the right take. Mm-hmm. But there's so much. I'm wondering about the character development, you know, like if, if there's just that little bit of script and they know that this room's got to go nuts, like I think well, they've somebody who's particularly sexually aggressive. There's somebody who's, you know, averse to drugs, but has a lot of drug experience. And then that if you if you do all of those interviews first and you develop your characters based on these conversations you have and like it's kind of the stuff that like as you're improving it you're kind of going oh okay that's going to play into who i am as i go into the scenes mm. and then those scenes then take place with the foundation of what you discussed in those interviews because they then have these a series of like two people conversations mm. while they're having the party and one of them, at the very least, just gets, you know, just, it's all sexual content. And mm-hmm. that makes anything that happens, like, I was really worried for anybody that they spoke about yeah. once the party kicks off. Because I was just like, this is could turn sexually yeah, aggressive. Yeah, I thought, I yeah, I, that, okay, when you talk about horror and fear, absolutely, like, in those things, I was, like, really scared. Hmm. Concerned. I mean, when they put the kid in the electrical room. Oh, man. Like that, like yeah, okay, like kind of, okay, yeah, like kind of. I guess it is scary in that sense, but I was more concerned for people, you know, as opposed to like, wow, oh, mm. scared what's gonna happen next. It was like, oh, it's like, oh god, like Jesus, it's brutal. But yeah, the kid, the, the the poor child, my god, um, like kind of, I don't want like oh, oh, this is gonna be spoiler that so we spoil, yeah. we are gonna spoil stuff. Um, mm. I want to talk about the ending, but if you're not quite finished elaborating on the movie that's that's fine no talk about well, I just, talk about the ending let's it's go just, it's just kind of like uh, obviously you know each character kind of goes through an arc to a degree but um, or, or like kind of like some people I was just like some people was just like they were they were lucky they, they pretty much just hid in the bedroom and cried the whole the whole time and it's just like you're you're one of the lucky ones you know you can walk away from that being like that was pretty awful but like God, I didn't mm. do anything, or didn't I? I doesn't happen to me, you know. But uh, the woman and her child must have been horrific. But but she killed herself. That's what my that's what my impression was. She she killed herself. The kid died, yes. right? I figured the kid yeah, died. Because I, I I think there was no like I I was thinking about that. Going was that just suggested? Was that vague? But like they they showed like the lights shorting out in the actual ballroom, and somebody's like, "Oh, Tito's fried himself!" Like nobody goes and checks on the kid, yeah, because they've accidentally locked him in that room near a fucking fuse box. Yeah. Um, but like that's their way of letting us know, shit, this kid fucked with the electricity and died. Ugh. And then the mother couldn't get him out, and she she slit her wrists. Um, the the one fella died in the snow after getting locked out I mean if you're going to die that would probably be pretty awful as well but uh, the girl whose head caught fire? she was alive yeah she she lived yeah, yeah but whoa, I know whoa, yeah whoa. yeah awful um, 
then what else happened? The, 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 the brother and sister hopped up. That was weird. That was <laughs> wild. That was weird. And then at the end of it, it was just like, oh, don't tell dad. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Didn't feel like the sister was into it. No, not at all. I don't think I don't think anybody was into anything that happened that night. I think everybody was having a bad time. Yeah. That even, was my take. Even, Hot take, but I think they had a bad time. Because even the other girl, the, the girl who... The first night the clubs were open again in Dublin and it all went wrong. <laughs> Imagine all the hangovers and the fear people have now. God almighty, I don't, I'm not jealous. I'm not envious of them. Oh, now now we're just real talk. Don't <laughs> no, no. Um, it's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> Everybody's got COVID today. Yeah, everybody woke up with COVID. Um, yeah, but I was going to say, uh, yeah, like that was horrendous. The guy who got beaten, like how he survived that fair play to him, I don't know. He got some fucking whooping. Was he alive at the end? Like it was like he was just lying on the ground, eyes closed. I don't know if he was dead or alive. There was one guy they showed lying there, and his eyes were wide open. So I'm like, okay, he's definitely dead. Yeah, it was, I think there was puke and stuff around him. He's definitely dead. Um, the the kind of I'm not gonna say like well, I suppose they're all off her head, but like even like that one girl, he pulled the other girl into the room and then kind of like you know locked the door because the guy was outside and stuff like. But uh, mm. that's kind of messed up as well. Uh, yeah, brutal movie. And then, like, kind of, they reveal at the end, kind of, of who who obviously drugged them. That that's the reveal, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, because she said um, she said I have a flatmate who was like dropping acid droplets into his eyes, and uh, I don't talk to him anymore. And I wanted to move to Berlin for away from Berlin because it's so druggy and it's crazy and it's blah blah blah. And she obviously. But when, when, once you see that. I'd be curious to go back and watch her in the background. I because there's one moment where she's up behind the DJ table and she's kind of like surveying what she's done. Now that we have the context for it, she's like arms up, watching it. She pretty much just and does that the entire movie. She is pretty much just. Did you did you hate her the moment you saw her? Yes, I hated her the moment I saw I her. Even in the little interviews, I was like, I don't like yeah, this person. Yeah, I did. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, and I kind of clocked that she was weird. And then when we were doing the big dance thing, and she was just in bikini, it was also strange. Um, but uh, but um, so that girl, uh, she she pretty much just is in the entire movie in background shots, just arms up, kind of dancing and stuff. So when the police walk into the end, and she's still doing that, like she's used to this, yeah. you know. And especially the way that shot was upside down, oh, she's got God, this yeah. like snaky like hanging from the ceiling mm. thing happening it was like it was really creepy and the dog wouldn't stop barking like, like Brian's completely I don't know we're just I don't know relating this to each other seeing if we experience the same way Brian's seen it before and he's just watching us react to it have you any can you give us some of your thoughts or input on any moments things you liked things you didn't like um, oh god well, like what were your I reaction I, to I didn't like any of it sorry go on Brian <laughs> Uh, I liked it. I mean, I mean, the whole thing overall, like not as upsetting as nine minutes of irreversible, you know. Um, that's yeah, I, I just can't. That film is existing. <clears throat> I don't want to watch that. Shit. Yeah, like I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying I was fine throughout mm. the whole thing, but 
Um, when I heard when I heard the initial premise, I was expecting something much much more extreme, given what the mm. director's done previously. Yeah. Uh, given that and Into the Void. Yes, I, um, yeah, I'm happy it was Into as... the Void or Into the Void. Uh, into the Void. I think it's in the void. I, I'm into happy. Void, it? I'm happy it wasn't. Like, it, don't get me wrong. It was fucking gross and horrific and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I'm happy it didn't kind of go a little bit more. It's not as sensational yeah. as. Yeah, it's not as sensational as as his previous stuff. Yeah, not that I mean, like I said, there's, there's still upsetting stuff happens yes, in it, but it's of course. But I'm just happy it's we depicted. See. Yeah, I think it's depicted with a bit more restraint. It's it's depicted with a bit more restraint than his previous stuff. I think. I right. Think. So, are are there any? So, what what are your like highlight moments? Like, are, are there things that impressed you? Things that particularly repulsed you? Like, just uh, like, just visually, like the dance routines. There's an energy to the whole thing that was just I won't say entertaining, but engaging, which mm-hmm. you know is always good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just the I I suppose the. Just the technicality of it is impressive, you know. Mm. The just the how the whole thing is conceptualized and then the execution of it. I was just kind of engaged the whole time. Yeah, and like I, I did feel tense in moments where I was supposed to feel tense and everything like that. But I still wouldn't think of it as a horror. It's more of a kind of a psychological, sensory assault as opposed to a horror. I think it's more like watching. It's more. It's more like a disaster picture, you know, uh, where uh, one accident happens and there's a series of catastrophes afterwards. So there, there's the horror inherent in in seeing something like that, but it's more of a disaster than than a horror. I felt. It's interesting that you talk about it not going as extreme as I guess maybe you thought it could. Uh, and I, uh, I'm thinking about like, or maybe the, I'm just the, numb from seeing his previous work. <laughs> yeah, well, but there's a degree of, I think if you're going to do something, and I mean, I guess we talked about it with Rust as well. When you want to go big with something, it requires a lot of planning, forethought, and consideration. And the fact that this was such a short production schedule and so live and organic, I don't think he necessarily had the room to do something entirely ludicrous um yeah he, he had to work with a little bit of more realistic um mm-hmm. frame or, or or moderated frame of, of possibility in front of him even down to the fact that 99 percent of those people were just dancers that had never acted before you know yeah. like they they there was only so much he could ask of people in there you yeah. know like asking people to do aggressive sexual acts on camera who had never acted before that's pretty that's a that's a lot to ask a an amateur you know is it um, easier to ask an amateur to do that is it like but i mean it'd be exploitative but i'd imagine there are scenarios where it's easier to get somebody who's less experienced of what is appropriate and not appropriate yeah 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 because somebody who knows better might say fuck no get me you know yeah. this set needs an intimacy coordinator to begin with yeah um, and I need the like the they intimacy coordinators are making um, a big difference on film sets now. People have talk, you seen um, glowingly about them? Um, I have not. Um, I, I that think was even before this. I think 
And it was kind of notable for the way it depicted kind of sex scenes and was stuff. Was that Gaspar Noe as well? That was him as well, yeah. And, okay. But it was like when I heard the initial premise of that film, I again expected it to be quite extreme, but I was surprised that it's quite um, muted mm. from what I remember of it anyway. Um, shot very kind of realist because, I mean, it's, it's not simulated from, from what I gather. So given that right. he had worked doing that with people who, again... I'm sure some of them are actors. I haven't seen a lot of them in other stuff, but mm-hmm. maybe less experienced actors. I yeah. guess I had maybe an expectation that it would be a bit more, not graphic, but again, like he, he's shot scenes of unsimulated things, but maybe it would be too risky then to ha- to do that in a, it's one, it's one thing to do it when it's, you know, tasteful or intimate kind of loving it's another then to do it when it's more coming from like a, an assault or something like that it's probably it's just not sensible first of all i guess to to shoot something like that this yeah. asking for trouble yeah so I, I guess that's why we sort of say that like when you hear the description of what this could be yeah you picture you know fucking pretty elaborate yeah um uh, uh chaos but it like there there was a thing of like there was a thing of like they kind of realized they'd been spiked and had a sort of natural like oh shit like I don't know like I've never done any sort of hallucinogenic and I'm sure there's a degree to which your your sense of control goes out the fucking window entirely Um, but I don't know when I've been drunk, I know I've been, I don't know, cognizant enough to go, oh, I need to shut up and sit down. You know what I mean? Um, there, so there, there's different reactions in that, in that um, scenario where like Selva is very much like, oh, this is fucking sucks. I need, like she's, she's constantly, like the set is almost like a U from the dance hall out into the sort of lobby to the kitchen, back out to the dorm rooms. And she's just swinging back and forth and the camera follows her and or follows her and changes to a new person. But like, it's interesting to me, the people that like are trying to get isolation and, and disconnect and realize what's going on and then the people that are just lost to it. I'm surprised that a bunch of people working that closely with one another would want to go to an after party with one another still. <laughs> I'd... I'd want to get away from that. Um, Given that there's no kind of outsiders of the troop there, you know, mm. you'd want a few outsiders. You wouldn't mind going to an after party for sure, because it's like you get to mix with your friends and family and your colleagues that you like, you know? Yeah. But a room. Given that the after party probably is not a whole lot different from what they were doing while working. (laughs) anyway yeah yeah Yeah. i was thinking that as well when they're like in a circle watching people dance and i'm going did you not just spend the entire day doing this but i was you know the the three days spent dancing. i was watching it kind of just thinking like 
oh my god anybody who's off their out of their mind is like just keep dancing just keep dancing don't get involved in people's shit just keep yeah, dancing yeah. that one that yeah. one guy he was like all twisty and like contorting and stuff it's just like you just keep you just keep oh, freaking out kept... you just keep you just keep doing you buddy no no because definitely towards the end as it was getting like where he was like he would hit the end of his joint yeah and he was just like and now i'm gonna move like he kept yeah wrenching his shoulder further and further and further and you're hearing the cracking and it's like oh my god he's body popping himself into fucking yeah. new angles it was that that's the most upsetting look everything else that happened in it that's the thing i went oh god stop yeah. while i was watching it yeah yeah well he's just not, don't dance as hard as wrenching him. his so you're okay with incest my search history would attest to it <laughs> Step siblings, it's different. It's different. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, what, what is the fucking deal with the world? What is um, that about? It's <sighs> rampant. I'm going to have to leave in a <gasps> bit, so I can I stay for another 20, 25 minutes. So that's all, that's we... all we need. Um, I do, I do want to just button this conversation with, mm-hmm. I suggested this because we watched Suspiria, which enters around a dance troupe, how do you like see now, Kevin? You watched Suspiria and you're like, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. How does this stack up next to it? Like, which would you watch again? I think, I think people might find the climax less ridiculous. That kind of like climax gave me like Chuck Palahniuk vibes, haunted vibes. You know, okay. Uh, I don't know if anybody else kind of knows what I mean by that, but it's just kind of like it's like yeah, it's just a whole thing of like you know. I feel like it's a book he wrote, he would write, you know, um, to a degree or short story. But uh, Suspiria is far more out there and bloody fucking mental. Uh, which one? Which one of them would I recommend over the other? It's a mm. really hard question. I think people would be angry at me for su- suggesting <laughs> Suspiria, but I don't know if I'd want people to watch Climax. I tell them so you were saying, so you were saying you think Suspiria is more palatable to an audience than Climax. Is that where, kind of what I'm getting? Well, I think Climax is like scary in a sense. It's real, you know? And uh, it's jarring, and it's it's kind of it it's, it makes you feel really uncomfortable, and it's very cerebral. Whereas Suspiria is just kind of ridiculous in in comparison, because you know it's a coven of witches and the different things. Um, I probably would would recommend Climax more, but I'm not going to recommend it to anybody. What are you What are you afraid that would happen? Pardon? What are you afraid that would happen? If I, if I recommend a Climax to somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think it deals with some hard topics and some hard imagery. People should see that. Yeah. Yeah. Then get out of their fucking box of cotton wool. Yeah. No. Stay in your comfort zone, folks. Feel Life something. Is hard enough. Doom scroll online. Watch Pixar movies. Maybe it would give you a uh, more of an appreciation for your life if you watch something like Climax. Because. Confronting yourself this... with with horror. Show with the kids so the horrors of yeah. reality. Show us show with the kids yeah. so they don't, don't to they so, don't become dancers and they don't get involved in drugs. Suspiria is very fantasy and climax is very brutality of humanity mm. unleashed kind of thing, you know? 
Like there's there's something to seeing like this is what people can become with very little pushing. They should show it to kids in transition year to keep them off drugs. I think they should show it to kids prepping for confirmation. So baptisms. <laughs> baptisms. Show it at baptism. Okay, uh Brian. Yeah yeah or nay? I like it. I mean like look it's just a very unique film experience and you know whether it upsets you or not it's well crafted and it's i can get people not enjoying watching it or something but i'd still recommend watching it i enjoyed it's, it it's just it's different it's it's, be, it's better it's, than suspiria yeah. okay i will say it's better than suspiria you see um, i like suspiria too i'd, I'd recommend both yeah. basically because yeah yeah suspiria and hereditary i had a terrible time watching it and thought they were great this I enjoyed watching, and I think it's I look good. forward to the American remake. Put it that way. Okay, uh, it's called Step Up. <laughs> Step Harder. It's yeah. called In the Heights. <laughs> oh God, I I like Lin Manuel, Lin Manuel Miranda, and I tried to watch that thing three times, and I couldn't get through. Aiden, what do you think? Um, yeah or nay? Um, I'm I'm a yay on this, which brings us to our 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 nay of the day. Big nay. Um, Meg, Meg, uh, Meg, 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 Meg. Kevin, Kevin's suggestion. Kevin's Kevin advocated recommendation. hard for this one. Um, I only um, suggested we, it because we, it's new. We watched Malignant from director James Wan, which is a I 2020. I never want to hear you recommend something again or suggest something. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Unless you're vouching. Unless you're vouching for it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Because yeah. when you said this, I assumed it was based on something good you heard about it or no. maybe you'd seen it no i didn't hear and it i thought well, i heard it was yeah. scary but um christ it's atrocious it's 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 definitely awful. it's definitely the worst movie we've watched this season Hollywood this, this season. is this is your speed racer um i you know got, you're I gonna know, live with no, this no 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 yeah. no this yes. is your speed racer. no it's not that's you not fair because i didn't this. recommend watching it in the sense that i thought it was good you think speed race is good and it's crap but we thought you but we thought you i thought you did i thought you were recommending it in that sense sure couldn't even say the word clari- you should have clarified brian made a great point we talked briefly about this a little bit during the week um this thing had four times the budget of hereditary so this was this let's was, let me let me just give you a, give um, a synopsis i guess a synopsis <laughs> or or um, do you want do you want brian to explain it in case he didn't understand it <laughs> it had almost 13 times the budget of climax let's put it that way yeah. uh Madison, a young woman, is terrified by the visions of the murders of strangers. Later, Madison decides to find and save the victims. Somebody is killing people. This person, Madison, sees the 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 murders in these visions. Um, there's a, a monster that is being studied in the opening sequence. And we find out over the course of the movie that Madison has a parasitic twin. And after... Her husband hits her. It awakens this twin. So she's not experiencing visions. She's just like in a locked in state while her body is taken over by Gabriel, the alternate twin who goes about killing people. Um, so she had this parasitic there's, twin. There's a weird, there's a weird fetishization of VHS tapes and VCR players. 
um, like the director's like giving us like internal working shots of VCRs. The killer starts killing the medical team that were that removed him when he was a more substantial parasitic removed twin. him and stuffed him into her brain. Mm-hmm. They removed all of the limbs and corporeal stuff that was connected to her back, but left the face and consciousness in her brain, stuffed it into her skull, and they put a plate over the skull. Yeah. So when the husband hit her, he broke the skull open and released the face yeah. to be... A- but also, it drinks electricity, communicates through radio waves, and can climb walls like Spider-Man and lift trucks. And this is the thing I, I want to... I really saw it and laughed. I can fight like crazy. The, it, Ninjas. It goes to kill the doctors that operated on it in the 90s. And the first doctor it goes to, it kills with her excellence in surgery trophy that she has sitting on her oh shelf. God. Like a fucking karate trophy. She's got a bunch of them as well, so we know she's a great surgeon. Not good enough. And it turns this pointy trophy into a fucking knife that he then uses as his, like, Freddy Krueger claws. This is his thing, I guess. It wasn't scary. It wasn't a good action movie. Acting was horrendous. The acting is appalling. Appalling. Like... That lead not, not even in a is horrendous. The lead actor is horrendous. Just, <laughs> the, I'm sorry, guys. The spl- the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun roasting you if you say sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I have Annabelle I had to Wallace Emer as well last night. She's in Peaky Blinders. <laughs> she's in the Tudors. She's in Supernatural. Maybe a good actor, but in this, no. This like, this is kind of what struck me about it is, is I, sh- I was trying to break down like what's not working, like why is it so flat, why why is it kind of hollow, and one of the things that struck me is like you know Peter Jackson and Sam Raimi have successfully blended action and horror, and they both have like very kinetic camera work, and they've utilize that to really great effect in films that also have scary moments so i think i don't i don't think it's even too broad to say that like any film that features excessive or explicit or graphic violence in some way if it's a regular occurrence in a film that film either falls into action or horror and if it's not atmospheric or spooky or scary then it's by default an action film and this is shot like an action film just in terms of technical kind of camera work but without any of the stakes or any of the kind of tension building or any of that it just it's it feels like a stunt reel well i think emer hit the nail on the head last Uh, night she said uh, it's literally something from the 2000s early 2000s it's like how yeah 2021 and you're watching like oh man it's like a horror action that was so prominent in like 2005 2006 before even earlier probably yeah. that kind of it was, it was all michael bay produced stuff oh man awful for a while he his production company was turning out what were they loads called? of horror stuff platinum dunes or something okay, like that. okay yeah, yeah 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 and they produced a lot of horror stuff and it's <sighs> just 
Yeah, so like it, it, it's got the it's got the kind of visual language or vocabulary of an action film, and then it's changing to, or it's at least attempting horror. Then while it's hasn't, it hasn't it doesn't change language. So like it, it, it shoots the scenes the same way, and the scene that's supposed to be scary, it shoots it like a, this is, this is an the, action set piece. This and is the guy who directed Aquaman, right? Mm-hmm. Should have known yeah. better. And uh, but like uh, that scene where it's just CGI of this character jumping and then like fighting and killing people. Oh my god! Yeah. Like that's like this. Like it looks like so different in two thousands. You know, early two thousands. It's nuts. Everything's everything is every environment is too big as well. I know the house is massive. Like, Every room is too big. is huge, except from the outside. It's like the TARDIS. You know? Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Every, every room is large enough to fit. It's a all to facilitate the camera. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The the moment where we see the guy in his bedroom, like that that fat older dude, like we see him standing by a window and we see into his wardrobe behind him, and his like it's a walk in yeah. wardrobe. But it's a fucking room. It's enormous. We're seeing the corners of it off in the distance. And then when they go into it, it's a small wardrobe. The small walker wardrobe. And then they come back out of it. Again, it's a fucking 50 feet of room. And then he walks over to his bedroom. Nothing felt like he lived there. This is so shit. It was... How is this movie new and this year? The prison cell that they have that fight in is just an empty 400 square foot it's mental yeah. it's mental it's, it's got two walls and you know a railing on one side you know it's just it's bizarre it's 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 atrociously bad like it's i i, I can understand a younger audience oh, liking totally. it because they haven't been exposed to you know more films and they might get a kick out of something like this but it's but like it's the, something the, you look back at when you're 20 and go god i can't believe i liked that when i was 10 it, you know what i mean it, it, what's kind of frustrating is that as bad as you know the premises and all of that it still would have been possible to make something entertaining or decent mm. out of it because yeah. like when when it started I was like, okay, this looks really cheesy and bad. And then when it shows the kind of creature in the the room, and then the doctor like says it's time to cut out the cancer. It's like, oh my god, this is this is bad. But maybe it'll be, you know, kind of distracting or just very silly. And then just immediately next ne- ne- next scene then is really fucking serious, and it's the husband abusing his wife, and it's such a shift in tone. Yeah. And I thought I was going to be watching this kind of like you know kind of schlocky creature feature and all of a sudden it's this very serious domestic moment but shot without any tension or drama and just like the way he slams her head against the wall is yeah, like horrendous yeah and it, it, it it's the way it's the way like neo gets fucking or morpheus gets thrown around the bathroom in the matrix it's shot like an yeah. action thing and it's just like this is not appropriate and it's like what's what's happening here and then the next thing it's a it's kind of a slasher thing and it's like and that the the cops pulling up outside like just within 10 or 15 minutes like the cops pulling up outside and just all these blue and red lights and it's the busiest fucking scene ever and it's just like for what like to what mm. end is but it if, this? even if you think about the the like you know like because 
the way I watch it was just like, okay, like kind of is Juan kind of hoping to have his Freddy Cougar and it's going to be Gabriel. And it's just like this backwards woman with a parasitic fetus on the back the, of her head. The scenes then when like she's going on a rampage killing and her eyes are closed, it just looks, it looks so silly. Oh, like it's, it's awful, man. And then um, it's bad. The, the, just the, the weapon the, is The well, first so time we the encounter nose. the... Ugh. Mm-hmm. The, the first time it. we encountered the monster. Where did he get all the skills? The first time we encountered the the monster, when the husband is sort of walking around the house, the power goes down, and there's this black shadow that then disappears, and then she tries to run and heads to the front door, and it like, it's it's clearly a humanoid shape, but it's moving weird and it's got fuzzy edges, and you're like, what the fuck is this? It's yeah, and then it and then it's a person in a coat, and I'm like, wait, then, what the fuck happened? Then it. What? Then it why did it like stop a fucking, being a scary thing? It dresses up like a goth kid then. You know, it's like, I'm going to yeah. wear this, this raggedy but really fitted coat. Yeah, it's practical just... backwards facing, you know, for her, yeah. their body. Uh, mental. Mental. And the person who was up in the attic, that was the, was that the doctor for ages? That's, no, that's the mother. That's her mother. That's her actual mother, yeah. Even like, and she fell a hundred oh. feet through the ceiling into the living room that that, that had a, a open plan quadruple height living room like oh yeah because that was the lady who was screaming at the remember she, she, oh, fell yeah, she fell through the, the roof. roof yeah she fell through the. it was a hundred feet down to the and living she room. fell through multiple floors well she didn't fall through multiple floors that's what i'm saying the height of that fucking living room ceiling was all the way to the like it was huge okay i know what you're saying yeah yeah i assume she fell through multiple floors if she was in the attic and that was the ground floor but um yeah, absolutely ridiculous movie. Like, I, I, have no, I have nothing to say, guys. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's awful. I mean, it's hard to roast you when you're just a The acting is yeah. awful. It's no fun. The, the, this was dog it shit. Was, it um, was so highly produced. Like, they obviously had a massive budget. The CGI stuff in it, horrendous. Yeah, like, the, the, it's, not, it's not massive, but it was a $40 million budget compared to what was done in Climax for 1.2 or something like that. And, um, Hereditary for 10, did you ten, say, Brian? Yeah. Just out of curiosity, what was Suspiria? I mean, you know, it was, Suspiria wasn't... Small. No, yeah. there's no. Some, there's some big stuff yeah. going on in there, but like, oh, he chases her through a fucking city, which is shot like a fucking million. DSLR highlight reel. He, he, Suspiria was 20. A, That's insane. They find a fog-lit... Stagecoach Museum Underground. Underground. Oh my god. Why why was this a movie a thing? How did this happen? People should watch it for just watching uh, 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 nonsense, string together nonsense. And like the story is so convoluted, but it's so it's like it moves constantly. Could, you there's completely no, disconnect from it and you just go, What the fuck am I? But watching? it moves constantly. There's yeah. no there's no suspense. It doesn't let you to think things or nothing like that. It's just kind of like it's just so shit. There's, there's, there's no stakes. Yeah. There's no tension. No. There's no atmosphere. It just plays it's out. It's just hollow. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. It's like sitting there just watching a roller coaster again and again and again. I was like, you know, you just know where it's going. It's on course. It's on track. You know, oh, God, it's awful. It was a wild like, I, I can see a lot of Saw in yes. there. But Saw had its moments, yes. you know? Yeah, it's just, yeah, for sure. Definitely the first Saw. It's it's. It's crazy that it's the same person. There's so they, much they had... scary movie in it. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the blonde sister running around going, maybe he's got some sort of 
psychological connection with her psychopathic or psycho psycho connect what was the word psychic connection with her maybe she imprinted on him it's it's and then she goes and plays detective in the basement of the mental hospital which is shot there's a moment in it where they crib the scene from the shining where it pulls up from the car to look at the overlook hotel mm. it's like fuck you fucking crib and kubrick for this dog shit <sighs> stephen king praised a movie uh, and said i watched malignant and hbo and thought it was brilliant and um, what stephen king is stephen king's a hack he's a hack he's a hack he is a hack stephen king didn't watch the movie on hbo he put it on while he was writing about a spooky lamp stephen king will give didn't... a give a fucking quote mm. on anything by the sense of it okay i'm gonna have to run i i i, I know i just want to pick the um I want to pick next week. Okay. Um, I'm suggesting, like, I like this sort of, there's not a huge amount on our plate to watch. Um, I do want to address, I got a message you from somebody on the Instagram. You should watch Midnight Mass. Oh, I have one episode left. That into it. Too many monologues. I want to suggest, um, because we're doing kind of a dual film thing here, because we don't have a huge amount, I know I should watch Midnight Mass. I will try and work that in this week as well. First thing I want to suggest is I think my my vote is Werewolves Within. All right, it's on YouTube for three euro. It's comedy horror movie. Okay. Werewolves okay. looks okay. fun. Hang, hang on, Who, who's it by? I don't. Well, know. what do we know about it? Let's because I'm recommending stuff that I've either seen or know has pedigree. Um, mm-hmm. We can't just fucking pluck another malignant because I'm I won't do it. Okay. I'm I'm not, not plucking another it. malignant. There's better stuff yeah. out there. That we could watch. Well, now I'm Sorry. saying to you, suggest the better thing. No more, no, I'm, no I'm more fucking midnight mass. No more dance movies. No. <laughs> what, it, it follows. What's, what's it? It follows. It follows. Yeah. Have we seen it? I've seen I've it. Seen I'll it. watch it again. It's good. Okay. You haven't right. seen it, so I haven't yeah. seen it. I'll watch it. I'll watch Werewolves I'll Within. Eighty-six percent um, on Rotten Tomatoes. Six out of ten on. No, no, um, hang on. None, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. I know. I know. That I know. I'm just trying count. to find you information. And uh, before did, did someone suggest something um, on Instagram? Did we got a message on Instagram. We got a message on Instagram, and I guess I just want to get a, a, a thought from you before we uh, call it a night. I just um, want to say that it follows cost 1.3 million, and it'll be interesting for you to compare that to, to malignant. Yes. So, um, because my God, it's so much better. I've been thinking for ages. You has mentioned Irish content a few times before. Mm-hmm. Could you pick one Irish film show a week, a month, maybe? No. Would be great to share awareness of what's out there in Ireland. I no. watched a Irish horror movie and I want to say it's called The Hole and it's good. So, uh, I mean, we could watch an episode of Fair City each week. Um, or each month. No, I know. Take see where it lies. That's a very flippant response to that that person's comment, Aiden. It is. It is. The, see, um, yes. Take it seriously, please. So, Hole in the Ground, 2019 horror <laughs> movie. Uh, the Hole in the Ground. That is worth checking out. It's cool. Um, I'd love to watch more horror or more Irish stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I think we should definitely make an effort to do it. Deadly Cuts is out. That's a sort of Irish homegrown produced sort of comedy thing. 
um, which is getting decent reviews, but it, it is in a very sort of when Brendan met Trudy kind of area of things, I think, um, if you all remember that film. Um, Erocht is getting a release, which is um, pretty highly acclaimed as well, looking at um, the lives of Irish people during the sort of famine and Irish revolution stuff. Um, I think it's in Irish. So that's on my to-watch list as well. Any thoughts on... Do do we think we'd have enough Irish content to make it a quasi-regular no. feature? Quasi-regular, yeah. There, oh, yeah. yeah oh, geez, there's, a, there's an Irish zombie movie called The Cured. Um, it looks like Elliot Page might be in it. What? Um, yeah. Citadel. Seen. What's the name of that um, action movie that somebody made decades ago? Fatal Deviation. Fatal Deviation. Should we? No. Should we no. watch? No, no. Why are we watching something oh. purposely bad? To be fair, that's ridiculous. Um, I don't think it was purposely. No, but we, we, we know it's bad, so why are we watching something purposely that is bad? Why would we watch something bad yes. purposely? Well, we watched fucking Malignant. <laughs>